in three, two, one. Hey guys, so welcome back. Welcome back to Tough Skin Podcast. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm here with... Mr. Orr. <laughs> Ooh, this is so exciting because I had a few other interviews, but I'm really excited about this interview because we go way back, you know, Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa is like two months ago, yeah. but... Um, so I'm here with Mr. War himself, and before we get into his interview, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about Tough Skin. So Tough Skin basically is a podcast that God put in my heart to start, and it's it's just a place where people can be free, people can talk about, you know, the hardships that they've been through, that everybody has a story, you know, and I was literally talking to him before we started the podcast, and I'm like, Bro, your story is so powerful that so many people are going to be impacted by it, that I was impacted by it. So I wanted you to share your story and, you know, tell us, you know, like, what's Mr. War like, you know? No, I agree with you. Um, well, Mr. War is is obviously me, you know. Um, it started, uh, it's pretty much defines everything about my life. Um, I started Mr. War because... First, my last name is Guerra, you know, Guerra means war in English. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I get pulled over by the cops and they're always asking me, like, oh, you like war, son? And I'm like, no, it's just it's my last name in English. <laughs> so, yeah, that gets the bunk quick. But uh, Mr. War started, um, it was not something that just started when I felt to start it. Obviously, Mr. War wasn't since I was born. But to me, when someone asked me what's Mr. War, it's something that started in my whole life, you know. Um, my, my name wasn't always, my last name wasn't always Guerra. Actually, my real name is uh, Albert Anthony Choriego. You know, it's an ugly, wow. ugly last name. Um, <laughs> no offense to no one. Um, oh my um, I just number one, I don't like the name Anthony, and I don't. I thought my last name was just whatever. So, I grew up, and you know, I grew up never knowing my real dad. Um, and then when I believing in that my dad is actually my stepdad, and um, when I was in middle school, I found out that he wasn't my real dad. I found out that um, I had a biological father. I didn't know. And as I got to know him uh, in um, when I was in high school, so when I found out in middle school that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't my biological father, I wanted to gift him something, uh, which was my name. So what I did was that when I graduated high school, my stepfather, which to me is my real father, he uh, he um, he never graduated high school. So what I did was that I signed adoption papers so I can adopt his name. So now my name is Albert Carlos Guerra, and my real father's name is Carlos Albert Guerra. So, wow. so what I did was when I graduated, I graduated with his name attached to mine. So when I could give him the high school ring, uh, it would be a gift to honor him saying thank you for everything he's done for me because, you know, I wouldn't be the man or the person who I am. I mean, a lot of you don't know who I am because you just listen to my voice. But, um, you know, God has done a lot of things in my life for me and, and it was thanks to him, you know. So I did to honor him. I gave him a high school ring and when I won states in soccer because I play soccer. And for those of you who like soccer, uh, let's come out, let's play. He loves um, soccer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, so I gave him my state ring as well. I just dedicated everything to him that maybe he didn't get to do because he sacrificed to raise me, you know. Because, one, he, he accepted me. Even I wasn't his. And he loved me. He gave me everything. He taught me everything. He treated me like his own. And, and I think that's a part of who I am because, you know, God, has, through that, he has taught me unconditional love. So, obviously, you know, Jesus is the primary, primary example of that, but... Through my father, he's taught me that. So, um, Mr. War started there when I when I changed my name and I dedicated it to him, and, and 
you know, I think war kind of goes with me too because my character is very co- confrontational. Uh, not that I go around trying to fight people or I'm road rage <laughs> Miami honking horns and, oh. and bashing windows. Yes. But, Absolutely. you know, it's just I'm very, I would say, like bold and, and confrontational and I'm not scared to talk about stuff or, or, or point something out or, you know, like nowadays where people are doing uh, sub tweets and uh, <laughs> shade on Instagram. You oh, know? the tea. <laughs> you know, uh, or the other tea. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not about that life, man. Like, if there's a problem, I'll call you. If there's something that's just going to help you as a friend, I'm just going to tell you straight up. You know, you can ask some of my friends, you know, when, when they stink or when the game is slacking, I'll tell them right away, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know who you are. I love you. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. So, that's how Mr. War started. And now I'm just carrying it on, um, trying to influence people in soccer and, and, and uh, cars because I'm a huge car enthusiast. If you see a red M4, well, technically an orange M4 in Miami that has the license plate saying Mr. War, that's clearly me. Um, and <laughs> and also in business. So, you know, I love business. I love soccer. I love God. And and I love people. So that's how Mr. War kind of started. Wow. That's, ooh, that's so exciting. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not nervous, but we got this. Yeah, um, yeah so... I guess, you know, when you started business and you started ministry, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been known as a little hustler. I think I get it because I'm a mutt. I'm kind of like raised by Colombian, but I have Puerto Rican in my blood. So, you know, we're always looking for the best deals and we're always looking to sell things. So, Honestly, you know, same. yeah, you know, <laughs> obviously I don't want to live the narco life, but I believe, you know, uh, you know, I just have this ambition, man. I've always had it when I was young. I'll give you some stories i'm not so proud of uh, when i was in uh middle school i used to buy high i used to steal highlighters and i used to turn them into um uh, pipes for people to smoke weed from no and way I used, to, yeah, I used to sell them for five to ten bucks um i used to uh sell candy the thing is my parents both worked really early so i used to get dropped out of school like at six in the morning you know <laughs> you had lots of time on your hands <laughs> not even not even janitors were there yet um so i used to go to Publix. i used to walk around school and i used to go to Publix, and i used to steal jolly ranchers and the lollipops, that's when they were popping. There was a drink called Balls that was like blue and everybody used to want them. I used to steal all that stuff and I used to sell it. Obviously, the point is not to promote stealing, but it was the fact that, you know, I just had all this ambition to make money, you know. So I used to make, you know, good money. Uh, and then also, too, when I was in high school, middle school, my parents, uh, they, they, they did well, but in the beginning, they struggled. So they didn't really have money to give me lunch money. So, uh, you know, you try to steal lunch or you, you buy lunch, you know, so... Um, that, I think it started all there and then I realized that I can just do anything, you know, I can sell whatever and then it, it turned into shoes, it turned into <laughs> uh, a bunch of stuff and then I got uh, an opportunity to go to Gulliver uh, for soccer and to me that was like a goldmine, you know, everybody there is wealthy, you know, school is $35,000 a year from kindergarten to 12th grade. Wow. And so imagine, so that's where my love for cars turned into a business and um, I used to just, these kids, you know, they had money and they never wanted to go to the stores, they didn't know who to trust, so... They used to just give me their cars and be like, hey, I want A, B, C, D. Can you just get it done for me? And I used to, after school, I used to go and meet, meet relationships with shops and be like, yo, look, you know, I was a little kid in high school, but yo, I, I promise you I'll bring you X amount of cars, X amount of business. You give me X amount of discount and let me make my money. And 
And you just knew it. You weren't taught any of this? No. uh, I learned it on my own. I mean, there's passion for my real dad. He's obsessed with cars. My mom used to race cars, uh, Mm. like street racing. Some bloodline. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, (laughs) they didn't didn't put me in in the atmosphere, but it was just something so natural. Mm. I used to build die-cast cars and put speakers inside of them and listen to my music through the car, not through my headphones. That's so cool. Yeah, so I just, from there, I just just loved cars, and, and I just knew it already. So I started doing a service for these guys and then someone told me one day like, yo man like you're so good with your customers why don't you start a business and I started working with a couple companies just to learn certain things about business so I wouldn't bring those mistakes into my business yeah true and then um, and that's it now I have a business I do cars and I love cars and you know no matter what I do uh, I'll never abandon that area of cars and, and now I help my dad with his business too and we're getting to more new businesses and you know businesses is well, I'll tell you this. If you're listening right now and you want to do a business, man, let me tell you something. Money is the least of your worries. Mm-hmm. You can get money. There's investors. There's people with money. But money's not even an issue. The issue is if you believe in yourself enough to do it. You know, if God gives you a vision or you yourself have a vision, a passion, that you're willing to do it, man. You know, I remember one day uh, a preacher said one day the, rich, the wealthiest place in the world is the grave. You know, there's, there's books that haven't been written, dreams that haven't come to pass, inventions mm-hmm. that never were made, and and if you're somebody listening right now and you want to do a business, you have a vision, you have a passion, well, believe me, man, money's not the issue. Uh, bringing it to life is not the issue. It's that if you believe in yourself and what what is in you to bring it to life to do it, man. Because there's people that will give you money, man. There's money everywhere. Money's not the issue. Everyone thinks it's money. Oh, I don't have money. Well, believe me, there's people that have money that are willing to put it into anything. So, um, bro, talk to business people. I bet you, you talk to any business person. They'll tell you, yeah, I've tried to do three businesses before, bro. Me, yeah. <laughs> trying. And each person that's tried to do business, they lost money. But you know, every failure comes with a, an opportunity for victory, man. So, if you're listening, man, just just go for it, man. And if you need money, I won't give you my money, but I'll connect you with people. With money. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's how the business started. Uh, that's how the business I started. You know. Uh, obviously, through business, there's hardships. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of trials of, of, of you selling something or, 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 or telling people how this vision is going to work, this dream is going to work, this product is going to work. And bro, there's going to be times where you, you look, you're supposed to be winning, you're losing, you know, and that happened to a lot of people, you know. Um, I'm not trying to get too spiritual here, but, you know, I, I just relate a lot of things to, to the Bible, you know, like yeah. King, King David was probably one of the greatest kings in the world, but there were many times where, he was known to be king, but yet he, he would fail, you know, and, and in those moments, he had to believe what God gave him and it was worth it, you know, and, and if you have ideas, if you have plans, you have visions, you have products, just because it didn't work one way don't mean it won't work so much. Hardships, biggest hardship is faith, man. Believe in yourself. Do it. I've been in times where I've been losing that I thought the car stuff wasn't for me. I thought uh, helping my dad wasn't for me. I thought that I wasn't a good enough businessman because of certain failures. Oh, bro, that's just part of it, man. That's that's. If you want to have something long, you need to. You know what, man? If you want to get married, you better learn how to do a business, bro. Because <laughs> if you can't keep a business going, then I don't know how you're gonna keep a wife going. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you straight up. You know, obviously they're kind of different, obviously, but you know, so. but commitment and endurance and patience yes. and, and faith and 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 forgiveness and and working together it takes, man. You know, so I believe one of the biggest hardships is believing and also. The people that are doing the vision or the or the business with you to make them believe with you, you know that's to me that was hard. Thank God that it was able to come through, you know. So wow, that's awesome. It's like, I guess even in that point, you know, and then we'll go more into ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. But how, like, going through those 
hardships? How did it bring you tough skin? Like, how did it mature you and shape you into the businessman that you are today? Let, let's do it like in a natural way, you know? Like, have you ever seen like kids, like when they train, uh, they, they, you know, punching bags or fighting? Every time you get hit, the skin will, will adapt itself to adjust to that type of, you know, strength, you know, that type of beat. Just like muscles, when you, when you work out, you're, the reason why you're sore is because the old muscles are tearing. And then when they grow back, they grow tougher. And I think that's just part of life, man. When you go to business or you go to anything, you have to take the hits. And every hit that you hit, it's just, it's not so much the pain, but it's so much the fact that when you recover, you're going to recover stronger. And you need to know that, you know. So when you get, when you take a hit, just be excited for the recovery. You know, because that means you're just going to be, you're, those hits will never hit you the same way as before. You know, like I'll tell you this, the first time I ever started a business and I lost money, you know, when I lost my first hundred bucks, I was like, man, my life is over. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. now, you know, I'm not saying that I'm looking forward to losing money, but a uh, hundred bucks doesn't even phase me anymore. You know, and, and, and that's because I know a hundred bucks can be brought back in a heartbeat. You know, you realize that. You know, like, for example, if I were to give some of you guys a thousand bucks that you live at home, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go buy stuff. But you don't realize that your parents pay thousands of dollars a month. And that's also expenses and even for them to go eat, mm-hmm. buy shoes, pay, you know, buy vacation. And you realize that a thousand dollars is really nothing, man. So, you know, uh, I think through taking the hits and coming out of them, I've been able to acquire tough skin, you know, in business. That is, you know? Oof. Wow. That's no, because like, I've even seen you're really one of the hardworking, most hardworking person I've seen, you know, through your Instagram and like through like your stories and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome to see that and to, you know, have someone in ministry that loves God as much as, you know, we do. And how is it, you know, balancing business and ministry together? You know, I guess you can talk about in ministry, like what are, some of like the thing not the tea but like what is what is some things that people don't know because you know even me i've been in ministry about eight nine years and i've seen the good bad and ugly but i remember when we were in tampa and you were talking to us on the way back and you were just saying oh this is what i've been through these are the situations that i've gone through it really brought me back to a place of wow if if he can go through all of this and still come back stronger than ever than I can too. Then what is what is my dealing with? Oh, I got hurt by this person in church. You know, I got offended. You know, what are I guess like tell us like tell us tell us. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, what I'll do first, I guess I'll speak about the balancing. Um, I believe, man, at the end of the day, like everybody. Uh, has to learn to balance you know and you have to understand when you're a kid the first thing you learn is school and then you learn finances then you learn you know first you learn to take care of yourself because obviously life is going to bring you to a point where you have to take care of others so to me man uh, the best thing i can tell anybody about balance is priority mm. i think whatever is your priority you'll make time for it i love talking to people and i love it when they get to talk to me and they tell me i don't have time i'm like man let me give you my schedule and let's see if you talk about time you know yes. and i think there's time, bro. People are like, oh, there's not enough hours in a day, which which is true. You know, we, we all wish we can add more. But the truth is you've been living your life for how long in 24 hours? So if you haven't gotten it together, how to manage 24 hours yet, then you're behind already, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that it's your priorities, man. If God is your priority, if business is your priority, if helping others is your priority, if your family is your priority, you'll make time for all of it. Bro, you know what's funny is that everyone says that there's not enough time in a day. But the truth is you're waking up at 1030 o'clock. 
You know, you're going to bed at times where nothing's really happening. You're investing your time going to bed at 3, 4 in the morning. What's really happening at 3, 4 in the morning? You can't work at 3, 4 in the morning. You know, you can't clock in at your job at 3, 4 in the morning. You can't, you know, just spend time with your family at 3, 4 in the morning. Everybody's sleeping, you know? Like, so I think if you have your priorities right and you manage your time right, when to do things and when not to do things, you'll be fine, man. You know, there's people that are way busier than us, you know? And there's people that are older than both of us combined. Yeah. And, and they're up <laughs> earlier than us, you know what I'm saying? So, like... You know, I, you know, I'll take some shots at some of the people that are, are, are doing the walk of Christ, you know, like, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, I don't have time for this and that. And the truth is, man, these people don't even get up early in the morning to see God. You know, let's be real. You know, like you mm -hmm. talk about you're too busy with work, then, you know, you don't work 24 hours. So what about the time that you're not working? You know, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're <laughs> chilling with your friends, you're working out. And, you know, and I have nothing against those things. But the truth is, if, if God was really a priority, you'd give him time that was probably sacrificial, you know? You would make time, you would do time, you know? And, and same thing with family, man. One thing that I don't like about people that that are too busy is that they never make time for family. You know, you're, how is it that your family raised you and, and yet we make no time for family, you know? Yeah, so, that's so true. You know, balance, I think, is just priority, man. I have a family and, you know, my family, like, you go to my house and everyone always gets impacted when they come to my home because I can say that we're a family that truly love each other and we're a family that truly... Uh, all want the best you know you go into my house and you'll never find anybody in the rooms everybody's in the living room everybody's in the kitchen everybody's talking everybody's before everyone goes leaves uh, they say hi i love you hugs and when they leave hi i love you hugs you know just like if someone gets in a fight five minutes later it's like it never existed you know we we practice love we live love and i think that if you don't make that a priority you'll never see it in your life you know and i think people are just too selfish you know so yeah just be selfish no. Yeah, no, that's definitely a priority because it even says, what is it? It's like God, family, and ministry Fresh. because we put, we put, sometimes we put ministry before God. And I remember there was times when I was at church, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all over again. And even my sister would tell me, she would say, you never spend time with the family, mm -hmm. spend time with the family. And when I started to make it a priority, then it started making her see, wow, you know, she's actually doing something with God. When I spend time with her, she doesn't drink, she doesn't do this, she doesn't, you know, seek after guys, you know, that she sees something different in me, and then she sees me, and she goes, wow, you're really different, and I'm like, yeah, Come God on. changed me, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. How, we, how do we expect for people to know what's going on in our life if we're too busy not showing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you said, when you spend time with them, there's a shift in her life, you know, that she needs. And so I think, um, yeah, man, I think it's priority. I think if you're in church, I mean, there's nothing wrong with church. Church is a blessing. My church, mm. our church, man, has really blessed my life. It's, yes. It's changed my family. I can tell you today that <laughs> many things in my life that have happened are thankful because of that church, you know. my, I'll give you some quick little pinpoints of my life. Uh, my grandma was a witch. She believed in uh, Santeria. She believed in a lot of stuff. And you know, she got saved, and when she got saved, she wanted her whole family to get saved. So my mom was going through a really bad marriage with my stepdad. There was a point in life where they were about to get divorced, and, you know, God intervened and restored that marriage. And, bro, they look like little kids now, you know, like, just straight, like, they play tag with each other. I'm like, yo, you guys are too old for this crap, you know? But <laughs> so cute. They look, like, they, look like, they look like little kids when I go home now, and you would think, yo, there was never a chance in my life I would have thought that they would have loved each other more, you know? And, and God restored that marriage. God restored our relationships. You know, God uh, sent me to California to meet my real dad and forgive him. And now he has Christ and he's not an alcoholic anymore. Wow. You know, like 
God has done so much, man, and I believe people put him such in a box that it's not so much about like Sundays. It's not so much about a book, you know. It's about the living God and what He can do for you. So, um, you know, I think, um, you know, I kind of losing my train of thought. Right it's now. okay, but no, <laughs> but yeah, you know, <laughs> we talk, we trust, yeah. trust. I can. <laughs> But I think, you know, I think that's important. So I think, yeah, like if you go to church and stuff, that's fine. But have balance, spend time with your family mm-hmm. and, and and spend time with God, you know, definitely, you know. So, but I believe you asked me as well, um, some hardships in ministry, right? Yeah, like talk, like, I guess, tell me and tell them, you know, what are some things that you've been through, you know, I guess kind of in the aspect of, what was it, that... Since you've been in ministry so long, and then you dealt with, not fake people, but you dealt with people, that you see the real side to people. Yeah. Because, you know, when being in church and loving people at church, and you, people go to church and they're like, yeah, everybody's so loving, everybody's perfect, they're walking on, you know, high clouds of the Holy Spirit, and, <laughs> and we think that that's how it is, and then boom, you see people kissing butt to leaders, you see people, you know, trying to get do things not godly and you see secret sin um, yeah. we're just exposing everything yeah. honestly but you know things like that and how how can someone you know in ministry that's been in ministry for a long time that is going through that stuff or you know or the those people that w- want change but they don't know how how is it that they can and I know through your, yeah. your story it would be yeah I mean you know, when um when I came to God, uh, I got you know God had to work with me because I'm stubborn because I'm Puerto Rican. So <laughs> you know, it took a couple of things for God to really get me to commit my life to Him. And and when I got in ministry, the I will I will say my first three years in and and just going to church and serving God, uh, my life was really transformed. But that's because I knew that the number one thing was for me uh, to really uh, anchor Him in my life. You mm-hmm. know. I didn't try to preach it to nobody. I didn't try to do anything. I mean, obviously, I invited people, but I really knew that if I wanted this for real, I needed to anchor myself. So what I mean by anchor myself, as in, like, I needed to anchor him so much that no matter what I saw, no matter what I experienced, no matter what was told to me, no matter what people did, God wouldn't suffer for someone else. And what I mean by that is that if God is my all and everything and my number one, how can a, a person who hurts me or offends me or betrays me or that? How can God pay the price for someone else's action, you know? And once I learned that anchoring in my life, you know, I was able to jump into ministry, you know? Because the truth is, man, like, people who come to church and they think that everything's going to be perfect, then you don't you don't know the Bible. <laughs> you don't know the God that we're trying to worship because the reason why he came was because we will never be perfect, man. You know, everywhere you go in life, I love when people just talk about church. It's not only church, man, and, and your friends, your cliques, your circles, your school, <laughs> Your jobs, people are gonna offend you. People are gonna betray you. People are gonna throw you on the bus. And and when people come to God, it's like it's not supposed to happen. Everything's perfect. Everybody's man. Nothing changed. They just go to church, and now they're asking God to help them with the same flaws they had before they came to church. Ooh. You know. So it's like you know, everybody has pride in them. Everybody has betrayal in them. Everybody has a price that they're willing to betray somebody or or gain something. And the only difference is when we come to God is that we're asking Him to. Help us in those areas and make it less, make it less, make us less vulnerable to those things, you know, and and you're gonna find it, bro. There's some people that they were one way in the world, they're gonna be the same way with God. The difference is they're just gonna use God's name in vain, you know, and that's the difference. But I've grown in ministry and I and I and I've made my my personal mistakes, 
And I think the best thing about uh, when you make your mistakes is that God reminds you that you need him. Mm-hmm. And when people make mistakes, it's another reminder that you need him. And um, I've made really bad mistakes in my walk and that have cost me a lot. And and in those moments, you know, like of my own mistakes, we're quick to to want people to have mercy and love us and, and for us not to be accountable for what we did. And I think because I was accountable for what I did, um, it helped me understand and foresee people's flaws when I needed help, you know, because there were times where I needed help and I was on the floor and I, and I had... I'd fallen into certain things that I should have never done, and and I came out and I wanted people just to lift me up, and some people didn't. Some people weren't there for me. Some people, when they found out, they kind of looked at me like if I was, you know, dirty, if I wasn't good enough, and and thank God there were like a few handful of people that really cared, man, that really were used by the heart of God. But there were a lot of people that I I, I was there for them when they were in the dirt, and they weren't there for me. But that doesn't change God. That will never change God. That's why I was never able to leave church. That's why I was never able to stop. Uh, praying and stop seeking him and stop loving him yeah maybe i wasn't doing other things like preaching and doing stuff but that didn't stop me from seeking him bro if david if david can get his best friend killed if david could sleep with that man's wife and 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 and, and still be a a still be used and be a king bro how much more could i be used even when i made my mistake if i just went to god and repented and 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 still loved him you know you know like there's stories in the bible of people that have gone through worse than us and they're still served and love god so who am I to be here and complain, you know? So I believe that in the hardships of me being persecuted, of me being judged, of me being gossiped about, of me uh, making my mistakes, of me falling, of me uh, uh, doing all those things, bro, I knew God's love, man, so I didn't give a crap who hurt. Bro, you hurt? Good. Now you can see God working in me, you know, because I, it sucks to know that people are in church and they're scared to tell people that they're falling. They're scared to tell people that they're struggling. And I believe there's a lot of people like that. The reason why they don't want to go to church is because not because they don't believe in God, is they don't want to get judged. Mm. And I believe that that's not the that's not the heart of God, man. You know, the heart of God was was to come and get you and, and clean you up, and His will and His desires to see the most of His plan fulfilled in your life. And and that was the thing I had in my head the whole time, bro. I know God loves me, and I know He wants to heal me. He wants to restore me. He wants to lift me up. Why? Because if I'm going through this, it's not because God chose me to go through sin. You know, if I sin, it's because I chose to sin. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, true. people out here saying, no, my hardships are because God wants me to go through my heart. No, God is so good that through your hardships, he'll still glorify himself, you know? And, That's so true. And let's get that right, you know? Because people out here are saying, I found sin and, and, oh no, the leaders don't love me. Bro, bro, listen, you brought this persecution to yourself. You opened these doors yourself. Listen, be real. I sinned. God help me, restore me, and and and, and bring me back to where I am so I can help other people that are going through what I, what I went through, you know? So... I think the hardships, man, I went through a lot, man. I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I was really hurt by people. But God can't suffer because of that, man. God will not suffer because of that. God won't. I'm, uh, in other words, a man does not dictate my relationship with God. You know? Mm. Uh, God will be God forever. If someone hurts me, if someone leaves my life, if someone walks out on me, if somebody, bro, if, my, if the person I look up to the most tomorrow walks out of church and says, God is fake, no, man, that, that won't even move me because I know who God is, you know? So... I believe that, bro, we got to be real, man. I can tell you, you know what, we'll even get real. I know mad people who left left our church, and the truth is they left church because when they sinned, they didn't get what they wanted. Bro, you sinned, dude. Stop gossiping about church. Stop gossiping about leaders. Stop gossiping about people and be real. And the truth is that, you know, you fell, and, and it is what it is, man. Like, those are the repercussions, bro. Like, let's just get up. We'll help you. We'll love you. And we're here to see you manifest God, bro, and let him do it, you know, so... I was able to get up because 
I was real, you know, and 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 it was real pain. It was real suffering. It was hard, man. I, I'm not here to say, oh, I'm some warrior, bro. It was hard, man. You know, like I was really hurt, but you know what? God's love maintained me and He sustained me. And guess what, man? Because I didn't leave and because I didn't do what everybody does and go back to the world and go back to my sins and and go back. But you want to know something? When I came back, God was able to show people that His love was really real because I didn't temporarily feel some hype. It's sad to see people that were great, that did greater things than myself, bro. People that had bigger houses of peace, people that were more better, they were more better is not a real word, <laughs> but they were, they were, you know, better evangelists than me, yeah. you know, and things they did better than me because I'm not the greatest thing in the world, but, and to see them go back onto what everything God did with them because they sinned and they don't even know how to come back, you know, and the wow. truth is that you just have to come back, man. There's a home for you, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that they don't feel like they have a home and, bro, believe me, his presence is your home. You know, mm-hmm. so that hardship in ministry was hard, man. But imagine, I can tell you since the day that I was hurt till today, how many people that because I didn't quit have come to God, have encountered Jesus, have encountered his love. Imagine they would have never came to his. I'm not saying that God would have never done it without me, but, you know, I was a vessel that God used to bring them at these times to encounter his love. And imagine if I would just throw in the towel, how many people maybe would have ended up committing suicide? How many people would have ended up... Uh, giving up on God. How many people would have ended up going through more trials and, and, and tribulations if, if if somebody didn't quit, you know? So, you know, I think if you're if you're in ministry, if you're if you went to church and you stopped going to church or whatever, hey look man, I agree with you. People are not perfect. People are fake. People are offensive. That's true, man. That's everywhere. You know, I've I've been the offender. I've been fake. I've been whatever, man. I'm not here to exclude myself from any of that, but bro, that's part of God. Why does God let that happen? Because he needs to show you that he's the only one. You know, so if you're going through hardships, man, it's okay. Like, you know, know that I'm someone who went through it. I fell into all type of sins at one time in my walk and I had to bounce back. You know, everything was stripped from me. My name, my reputation, everything was stripped and I, I was still able to come back through God, you know, so. And how, how did you overcome it? You know, just going through that and seeing people and you know seeing them day after day and the persecution and like yes like we did it through god mm-hmm. but how did how did you do it? like how did you get that tough skin like how how did it happen because that's wow yeah i mean <laughs> um it is hard and i i believe that one of the main things i can tell you is that <laughs> this sounds gonna sound kind of ironic but it was by not being a hypocrite you know if if I wanted forgiveness, then how can I not give it? Mm. You know, if I wanted to be accepted, then how can I not accept? If I wanted to be uh, lifted, then how can I not lift? And I remember one day, my, uh, you know, our apostle, he said one day, he said, the reason why God would let you see the flaws in your mentors is not for you to judge, but it's for you to understand that that's what God wants you to work on. You know, so you're supposed to cover people, you know, like, let's be real, like, if you made a mistake, you would want someone to cover you. But then when someone makes a mistake towards you, you don't want to cover them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that, you know, what got me the hard skin was applying the principles I believed in. You know, and, and yeah, it was hard, man, to love somebody that didn't love you or you made you not feel loved. And just doing it, being committed to what really is in your heart. You know, people say, I want love in the world, I want peace in the world. But then they're, they're never the first ones to give peace in chaos. They're never the first ones to give love and miss and... You know, like I remember one day I uh, I felt 
a lot of people were being indifferent with me at church for something that I did. And it wasn't a sin. It was just something that I did. And I remember that God told me, he goes, you have to love them. And I remember that I would put my pride, my my reasons and everything down. And I would go and I would greet them with respect. Because those were people I respected, you know. And I would have to go and say, hey, man, how are you? God bless you. Even if they wouldn't even say hi to me. Even if I would walk in the hallway and they would pretend not to see me. That's why I missed the war, man. You know, like you just you go up and 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 I believed in what what God did with me, man, and and it was just being being committed to what you believe in. So if you believe in love, bro, love should be in all conditions, man. If you believe in being a peacemaker, then it should be peace in all conditions. And I think that's what helped me, man. Was dying to myself, dying to my pride, and mm. dying to my pride, and understanding that it's not about me, you know. And, imagine, imagine somebody that did something bad to you, and yet you come up to them and you hug them. Bro, you kill them with kindness. You kill them with love, man. That's what that's what God preaches, man. And I believe that that was it. It wasn't my job to persecute them. It wasn't. I realized it wasn't my job to hate them. It wasn't my job to be mad at them. And I believe that once I freed myself from that, nothing was able to phase me, man. And I think that's how I got tough skin by realizing that I had to be exactly who I was when I was on quote unquote fire, quote unquote, you know, in the high of love. Okay, so where's the love when you don't have any love to give? You know, and I think that's what made me tough skin was in those moments where I had nothing, no faith, no love, uh, no joy, was still able to give it to people. You know, and I think that's what gave me the tough skin. And nowadays, it's, I'm not saying I don't get offended, but it's, it's very difficult, you know. Yeah, so, at all. Yeah. Wow. And that, it humbled you, right? Oh, man, I was humbled, man. Because you know what it was to look <laughs> at somebody and be like, man... <laughs> You so fake, or oh my god, how you Because you see right through it. Yeah, or how are you gonna pretend you don't see me? I'm standing right here in front of you. Oh my god, that happened to me so many times. Yeah, but it's like you love me. Yeah, I love, but I love, you. <laughs> love you. Here. But if we if we say we want to better ourselves, then why not take the opportunities to better ourselves? And those are the best opportunities. Yeah. Bro, because at the end of the day, man, they're the ones that are gonna lose a blessing, not mm-hmm. not not us. You know, I ain't gonna lose my my character or who I am for someone else. You know? Yeah, and you don't you don't know who you're standing next to. You don't know if you're standing to the next apostle, next prophet, next crazy teacher. You know, social media influence. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> hashtag life films. The, the the plug the plug we we always plug here. No, but it's just crazy because you you don't know who you're standing next to and. You, if that person you treat them not with respect then they can be an ambassador in Puerto Rico and and then they say hey I was undercover and you treated me like this okay bye you know yeah you, you don't know or you don't even know what those persons are going through man you know what's crazy you know yeah. is that a lot of people like kids when they suffer through things like with their parents they don't they get so uh, hurt by what they did and they never have the chance to understand that you don't really know what happened to them you know, so, mm. you know, like parents, yeah, parents have wounds, parents have issues, parents are going through a lot of things, and yeah, they, it's not right for them to take it on you or anything, but you need to understand that they're going through something just like you are, and they need healing, you know, because if they were loved, if they were healed, if they didn't have uh, unforgiveness or whatever it is, they wouldn't take it on, you know, and so, you know, everybody has a certain thing going through, and our job is to love them so they can be free from it, you know, so. No, that's so true. And I guess another thing would be, what is some advice that you would give someone that is in ministry, that's hearing your story, that is in secret sin, or in that point of, this is so hard to get out of, how can I do it? 
but they hear your story and they're saying, man, they hear your testimony and they, they say, man, I want to overcome this. What are the, I guess, not the ABCs, the one, two, threes, but what are the steps that they can take to overcome it to get that quote unquote tough skin? Man, if, if, we're, if we talk about ministry, I mean, I will tell you this, you know, um, the Bible says two things. The Bible says one, confess your sins to God because he'll forgive you. But if you confess your sins to man, he'll heal you, you know, and mm. we need to understand that, yes, we need forgiveness. And that's what God is there for. But we also need to be healed, you know, and and uh, that's why you need to find someone that you can trust that, you know, you can just let it out. You know, one of the biggest things is that when you keep something inside, it just does more damage and more damage. And I think that if you're struggling right now and just let it out, you know, it is what it is, man. Believe me, that holding it in isn't going to do you any better than what people will think of you people will say about you you know let it out and then once you let it out that qualifies you for the next step of moving on you know so if you if you have you know if you're struggling with something you're going through something just just let it out man and 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 we're here like if you have nobody you're listening bro reach out to us we'll be the first ones to come and and help you you know Mm -hmm. so uh but if you have a church you have people in your life man just say it man it is what it is i got persecuted for when i came out clean with the things i did and you know what I lost people. I lost friends. But you want to know something? I gained friends. I gained uh, people that really helped me. And at the end of the day, it's like, why do you want to keep struggling with something that you don't want to struggle with anymore? Why do you want to suffer and keep suffering? So just find someone, let it out, and just, and just that's it. It is what it is. There's going to be a price to pay. It's going to cost you something to fix something. So mm-hmm. get ready to pay the price. And let's do it. Let's do it together. I had to own up. And after all my secret sin... I didn't want it. It got to the point where I was so consumed by it that I was like, bro, if I don't change it now, I'm going to die in this thing. And what happened? I told someone and I had to pay the price to fix it. But you know what? I can tell you here today that I'm glad that it's fixed and I'm free from it. So if you're struggling, man, just come clean and and, and just be real and and let people be involved in your life. You know, like, yeah, there's some fake people, some bad people, but just as much as fake and, 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 and people who left, there's just as many that are willing to walk in and, and be real. So um, that's one advice. If you're listening, you're struggling with that. If maybe you say, man, I'm not so spiritual and I'm going through certain things. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I would advise you to to allow yourself to let God be spiritual in you. You know, let him, let him give him a chance in your life. But for whatever reason, if you're going through something, you know, we're, we're just as much as we believe in God, God has principles that apply to anybody. You know, whether you believe in God or not. He has principles, morals that that apply and can help people in any other way. So give us a chance to to help you and, and, and be there for you and, and let God just do his thing. And then um, if you're going through hardships, man, believe me, it's not the end. It's just the beginning. So keep pushing. Uh, keep going. Bro, look, uh, here, this podcast is called Plug In. It's for a reason. You're listening to this thing for a reason. It's because we want to plug you in with the help you need, with the mm-hmm. sources you may need, you know. There's not just average people coming on here. There's people coming on here that have been through things, but also have, uh, through what they've been through, they have sources now. They have resources. They have access that, you know what, that's not meant just for us. It's meant to share us all, you know? Like, yeah. many people know me as the car person. People know me as the soccer person. And people know me as the uh, Jesus took over person, you know, whatever. <laughs> they know me as just a war, you know? It's, it's because whatever resources I have attained through my hardships, through my life, is to give to others, you know? So... You know, she has resources as well, man. You have you have a story, bro. Let it be heard. You have you need a story. <laughs> You're going through a story. Your story isn't over with. Well, let us be the ending of it, okay? So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I would say to those that are listening.
Wow, that's awesome. I mean, this is so cool. I don't know. It's just, thank you. You know, thank you for sharing your testimony, your story. And I know that it's going to impact so many people. And even there before we wrap up, because, you know, we're here and it's tough skin, but also this is an outlet to know Jesus, you know. He literally spoke about everything that he'd been through. He was gone through in ministry and, you know, I've been through stuff too. Uh, you guys have probably heard in my episode, but there where you guys are, if you guys want this Jesus that we keep talking about, you guys want an encounter, you guys felt an encounter with God, by just hearing our voices, by hearing his testimony, by hearing his story, and you're in that deep, dark place, and you're saying, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out there. Jesus is the way out. Jesus is the only way that he will heal you. He will deliver you. He'll set you free. And I promise you, because if he can do it in his life and in my life, he can for sure do it in yours. You know, so... There you guys are, you know, if you guys even, if you guys are driving, don't close your eyes, please. If you guys are sitting on the couch or whatever, or even in your home, if you're in, just in your home in your room by yourself and you're listening to this, you know, I get on your knees, you know, get on your knees and close your eyes, not if you're driving, but, you know, and say this prayer with your heart. You know, this is a, a beautiful prayer that, you know, to accept Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior, to really... If you really want change and transformation, I encourage you, I challenge you to say this prayer and Jesus will transform your life, whether it's one day to the next or one month to the next, but something will change because there's people here that need this and don't know God. So there you guys are. If you guys want to make the decision to receive Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior, um, I'm just going to say the prayer and then you guys can say it on your own. So just repeat after me and say, Heavenly Father, today I make a decision to receive you, Jesus, into my heart as Lord and Savior. Today I break every path with the world, the enemy, and with my flesh. And I know that if I die tonight, when I wake up, I'll be in your arms. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So it's just so crazy how we can use this podcast as a platform, you know. I don't know many people repeat the sinner's prayer <laughs> on a podcast, but I like if you guys were impacted by this, you know, make sure to follow us on social media. If you guys want to see our faces, you guys have testimonies, you guys have um, stories to tell, you know. Just kidding. <laughs> the sirens are just going off, but okay, it just keeps going. It's, it's a good time, you know. It's a good background music. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you guys want to see us in person, you guys want to see what we look like, you can definitely follow Mr. War at. Uh, if you want to, I have two Instagram profiles. One's more for Mr. War in my car, so that's at Mr. War and then if you want to have my personal one, it's at Jesus underscore took underscore over, and you can follow us there and all the stuff that's going down is there. Ooh, make sure to follow him and make him even more famous than he already is because I don't know who. It's like he knows who he's sitting next to, but I don't know who I'm sitting next to because we're gonna be working on a documentary for him. We're literally gonna plan that after this, but it's really exciting. So stay tuned for that. That's actually going to be on my business Instagram, which is 
life underscore films underscore and then if you want to follow me and see me you know talk about god and talk about more advice videos and just see my beautiful face just kidding um you can follow me at abster7 so a-b-s-t-e-r-r-7 both on my youtube channel and instagram as well so yeah with that being said i mean is there anything else you want to add anything you want to say oh no i mean just just, <laughs> just stay tuned and, and follow her she's doing an amazing thing and, and just please give feedback man you know if there's anything that she idea she said or maybe if there's a specific type of story that maybe you know on my life that you brought up you want to hear more of go tell her so she can bring that to you guys you know she's here to cater to you guys in that way with her creativity obviously so feedback man if there's anything to do it's just give feedback man so i just encourage you Give her feedback so she can continue to expand and do more. And, and you know, it's awesome what you're doing, man. So I, I, I commend you on what you're doing. Man. It's really awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you. Honestly, it's God because I just, um, it was actually in dad's class where he was talking and he, on a Tuesday night, he goes, um, creative ideas are going to yeah. flow out. And then all of a sudden, I just wrote on my thing. It was my business. It was tough skin. It was my YouTube channel and just a bunch of other things. And I asked God, I said, God, how can I plan this? I had a whole eight months when I was doing completely nothing. Yeah. And and then he decides to, for me to do this my last semester of school when I'm dying. And, you know, he goes, yeah, do it because I'm preparing you for what's to come. So I wanted to start this podcast. And, you know, it's so it's such a great outlet, you know, for people to just come in and sit down and talk, whether they know Jesus, whether they don't. And then we have this platform to speak to people. And then I know after you be like, oh my God, it was so great, <laughs> you know, so powerful. And it's just a safe space to be real and to be raw, you know, not the whole, hey guys, you know, it's fakeness. It's just real, you know? And I love that because the whole real trend is in, you mm, know, yeah. being real, being raw. Everybody's trying to be real. Instagram is just highlights about the best parts of your life. Yeah. Um, Snapchat is just stupid stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> YouTube, you have to edit it. But this podcast, it's you just literally sit down with someone, talk to them face-to-face. -face. I mean, I recorded it because it's cool, but it's just real. And mm -hmm. I love that. I love how it's different. So, guys, definitely, like you say, please give me feedback. I'm new at this. I'm not the best, but I'm trying really hard, and I hope you guys like it. I'm trying to make it as long as possible because I know that people driving, I drive an hour to school and back, so I love hearing long podcasts. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, also, before I forget, follow um, Tough Skin's Instagram. So it's Tough Skin underscore podcast. So, yeah. So we'll let you guys go and hope you guys enjoy your day. Have a great day filled with God and a bunch of other things and yeah so that's all we have for today and we will see you guys well we'll hear you guys on the next tough skin episode and like it favorite on spotify and itunes i'm still trying to work that out but we'll, we'll make it happen <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we love you guys and we'll hear you guys in our next podcast bye guys bye